inside. Kempe dishes in front. Another sliding catch by Flurry. This time to his right. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here is a left wing opportunity. Lizana sliding catch save. Robin Leonard. What a stop. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. All right, let's get at it. Uh, hour number two, the VGK Insider Show, going right where the money is as we uh, try and size up uh, where everybody's picking uh, when it comes to laying down some cold hard cash. Here's uh, Bernie Frado. You, uh, you and I uh, go back a long way, and uh, we've known each other for a long time, so that's why we're leaning on you uh, on this, uh, Bernie. Uh, no, seriously, thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, really appreciate it, and uh, wanted to get your inside knowledge on things as you joined Darren Millard along with uh, Ryan Wallace uh, where where's the money on Vegas and Minnesota? Well, interestingly enough, uh, some money has come in, early money, professional money, on the Minnesota Wild, plus 190. What that means is that if you bet $100 and the Wild win the series, you would cash plus 190. Conversely, if you want to lay the money on the Vegas Golden Knights, you'd lay 240 to 100 for the series. And in game one, the Vegas uh, Golden Knights opened up minus 185, and which means if you bet the Golden Knights, you bet $185 to 100. It's now down to 161. So from a betting standpoint, from a handicapper standpoint, Vegas Golden Knights are overpriced, and the value is on the Minnesota Wild. However, there's no value on a torn-up ticket, and there's no way I'm going against this Golden Knight team. And as I analyze it, there are strengths and weaknesses on both, but I still really like the Golden Knights. Oh, are, are any of those numbers surprising to you? They are, Darren. Uh, I didn't think that the Golden Knights would be a two-and-a-half-to-one favorite, but we are in Las Vegas. You're always going to pay the Golden Knights tax. Okay. They're a public bet. They're a popular bet, and they've done nothing but cash tickets for their betters for four straight years. So it stands to reason, much like the New England Patriots used to be, much like the Lakers used to be, et cetera you're simply going to have to pay the Golden Knights tax. But I think in a real sense, it's more of a market line because the gap between these two teams really isn't that great. No, it's not. So is it is it an artificial line, if I can use that type of language? Because nobody wants to walk around with a ticket going, I bet against uh, the Golden Knights, or I bet Minnesota to win that. Uh, you're more popular if you, if you take the home team. I think that's a fair word. It's a market line, meaning okay. this is how the market sees these two these two teams, right? Even though that the uh, you know they played eight times this year and uh, the Wild have the edge, but you know what? let's let's break this down for just a minute on the ice because you've got to start there. I mean, there are technical factors when you bet, and there are fundamental factors, and I always try to lean toward the fundamental factors. And I really want to tip my cap to the Minnesota Wild. I think they're a terrific hockey club. You start with Capril, the thrill, Kaprizov, and you, you match him up with Matt Zuccarello, and these guys create magic with the puck. And there's no question this is a team. They're, they're, I believe they're 21-5 and five at home this year. They've got a great penalty kill, 50 in, in the NHL, uh, almost 86%. They're top 10 in expected goals and, you know, uh, high danger changes against. And I think they're a type of team that's going to battle you all 200 feet. But here's where I'd be concerned if I were a Minnesota Wild backer. I just don't have confidence that Cam Talbert can beat the Golden Knights four times in two weeks. 
I have respect for Cam Talbot. He's, he can play well at times. But there's a reason he's on his fifth team in seven years and he's allowed 20 goals in his last five starts. Then on the other side, we've got a Hall of Famer in Marc-Andre Fleury. And I'm biased because I covered many of these Stanley Cup finals from 94 to 2009 in Detroit. And I have an everlasting image of Game 7 against Pittsburgh when, uh, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, a member of the Penguins then, stymied the Red Wings in Game 7 and shocked the city Detroit. You kind of got to throw last year out because I, I don't think he was in good health. And I think he never really got over his father passing. But this, this year he's been clutch. 928 save percentage. I think that's the difference between these two teams. Bernie Frado with us on the uh, VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, from straight uh, out of Vegas, hey, here is uh, Brian Wallace to uh, give us some of his beautiful, deep window knowledge. Yeah, uh, the question <laughs> that I have, Bernie, is if you're if you're looking to bet Vegas, like where are some of the ways or what are some of the bets, uh, whether it be prop bets, what have you, where you can find added value betting Vegas? Well, what I like to do, I'm not much of a prop bet guy myself, and a lot of the best prop bets are in unregulated markets. But, you know, you can bet the Conn Smythe, who to win the heart, the Vesna, the Selkie, the Calder. And then as the playoffs start, uh, Ryan, you will see uh, player props, team props, uh, things like over-under on shots on goal, player, individual player goals, assist over-under goalie saves, things of that nature. What I like to do when I watch a series, I typically never bet game one. I, bouncing pucks scare me. You never know what can happen. I always believe you want to expect the unexpected. But as a series gets into its second, third, fourth, fifth game, things really tighten up and space is taken away. And I see a lot of times early in a series, you trend toward an over. Teams are flying a little bit. They're jumpy. They're edgy. It's the Stanley Cup Finals. This is the most prestigious, prestigious two-month gauntlet in all the sports because it's got the most prestigious trophy in all the sports, Lord Stanley's Cup. As the series gets on, typically it tightens up when I start to look towards the under. That's where I see value. But one of the reasons I want to wait and see, guys, because I think that's a good question, Ryan, one of the things that concerns me about the VG, uh, the Golden Knights, and their 71% chance, minus 240 means they equate to about a 71% chance to win this series. But what Golden Knight team are we going to see? Because over the last four years, the teams that have impressed me most they were all about the forecheck. Turn them over in the neutral zone, off to the races, create golden scoring chances. But then there have been many games as they've added on so, so many skillful players and so many terrific players from other teams. You know, they get cute and they play a little tic-tac-toe with the puck, and then all of a sudden late in the game they get desperate, they go to dump and chase, they get a goal or two, and then the ice starts to open up. So Ryan and Darren and, and Chris, you guys can answer me better. You know, which Golden Knights team are we going to see because I know they check every box. They've had multiple five-goal games this year. They kill penalties well. They're physical. they got a Hall of Fame goalie. It could be a little bit better on the power play. But when quantum physics takes over and the heat gets hot and it's hard to breathe, you don't know what is going to happen until the two teams hit the ice and the series takes on a personality of its own. Uh, Bernie Fratto is with us. Uh, I just love it. And by the way, when you, if you want to go out in Vegas and you want to have a good time and you don't want anybody to bother you, you take Bernie with you because he's he's like got this fierce look about him. He's a great guy, lots of fun, <laughs> uh, but uh, but you don't want to mess with Bernie. And uh, that's why that's why you hang out with Bernie along with the uh, the great knowledge that he's uh, he's giving us today. Uh, what, what are you getting? Uh, any indication on how long people think the series will go? Do you have that kind of uh, uh, number with you? I think the conventional wisdom, it's going to go six or seven. Yeah. 
I, I know I was talking to Chris Chapman the other day, and you know, can the Golden Knights come out of the gate and win the first two here? Well, if they don't, they get a split. Then Minnesota's accomplished what they wanted. Then you get back. I, I would believe the Golden Knights would steal one there, guys, and all of a sudden you're, you're two-two, looking down the barrel of a best of three, and the Golden Knights are home. I think these teams are, are, are really fairly evenly matched, and I'd be very surprised if it didn't go at least six. And that means the Golden Knights would have to wrap it up there, or I suppose Minnesota would. But I just can't see them beating Golden Knights four out of six. I really like this Golden Knights team, and there's something about the fourth year, Darren. I know when Scotty Bowman took over in Detroit the first year, 94, we were number one seed. We run up against a good, not great San Jose State, or check that, a San Jose Sharks team, and a guy by the name of Nikolai Hobby Bowman who stood on his ear and broke our hearts. Next year, the Red Wings get to the Stanley Cup final. New Jersey in the left wing lock to take us to town, 96, Patrick Waugh. But year four, we swept Philadelphia in 97. This is year four for the Knights. I think to a man, they know it needs to be done. They're no longer happy just to be there. And I think when they get on the ice, you still, you know, I think they're going to be incredibly tough out. Bernie Fratto is with us from straight out of Vegas on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, Bernie, when you're talking about kind of the odds right now, I'm assuming that that presupposes Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be the guy in the net. But what do you think happens or how does it change? Should they go to a rotation with goaltenders or should it be Robin Leonard later on in the series? Well, that's an excellent question uh, because a lot of that will depend on what happens the game before. A lot of times betting lines are set, particularly in hockey, based on what happened the game before and how many goals were scored and, and the situation behind what happened. And I do think when you switch to Robin Leonard, uh, the betting line isn't going to change dramatically because it's still going to be predicated on a market line. And the market line meaning this is what the betting markets believe is going to happen versus the actual, you know, when you break down goals against, goals for, shots on goal, and all the other metrics in a hockey game. And I think the, the, the bottom line is you're going to have to wait and see what happens when, uh, when it gets going. But to your point, and you say to yourself, well, and you guys can answer this better than, much better than me, is there going to be a goalie rotation? Or are you going to ride the flurry train until he needs a night off or until he's able to take a night off? I'm not so sure what's going to happen there, it's a guess. You know, it's interesting. To me, this is the most intriguing of this, all the series out there because a lot of the other ones, frankly, look very one-sided to me. So this is the closest uh, when it comes to cash being laid out? Actually, Darren, uh, there are some other series that are much closer in terms of the betting line, okay. including the one that really bought, the, the one that really surprises me immensely, the Washington Capitals face off against Boston. And for whatever reason, the Caps opened up as a minus-110 favorite, but a lot of money's come in on the Bruins, and they're now minus-117. And I can't figure this out because the Capitals – they're a match unit. Ovechkin's been yeah. hurt. Backstrom's hurt. John Carlson, T.J. Oshie, you got a couple guys, Ilya Samsonov and Evgeny Kutsinov, having COVID issues. And the Bruins, they're 12-3 and since that trade with Buffalo a couple of weeks back when they got Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar, and they also got Mike Riley from Ottawa. And goaltending is clearly the Caps' weakness. Why that series is basically so even surprises the heck out of me. The same with Tampa Bay. They're only minus 150 against Florida who hasn't won a playoff series in 1996. So can Joel Quenville make that big of a difference? Plus the Lightning are getting uh, uh, Nikita Kucherov back, and they're getting Steven Stamkos back. And when you put those two forwards on the ice, they really outscore the opposition. 
Uh, Pitt and the Islanders is a picking series. You know, that's, now that's going to come down to special teams. Because the Penguins, I think they have the fourth best power play in the league, and the Islanders are, are the sixth best at the power, uh, killing the power play. The one team that looks like a wipeout is Colorado minus 360 over St. Louis, and that gives them an 82% chance wow. to win that series. Even strength, Colorado has outscored their opponents this year, 138-91. to That's the best goal differential in the entire NHL. I think uh, uh, Group Bowers had an outstanding year. He's 30-9, and 9.22 save percentage, seven shutouts. Big credit to Jonas Johansson last night. When they were down one nothing late in the second period, I said, could, could it happen? And I said, you know, the old joke is that ties like kissing your sister, but not like last night. If there would have been a tie in Colorado, let's go to the night fans would have been happy with that. So the long and the short of it is, Colorado is a big favorite, which kind of leads me to the other thing. I feel like the second round, assuming both Colorado and uh, BGK advance, I feel like that is your quasi-Stanley Cup winner. I feel the team that wins that game can go on, and my gut tells me they'll see the Boston Bruins in the finals. Bernie Frado is uh, chatting with us from straight out of Vegas. Are you getting anything on, on the Canadian side, on the North Division? Because I'm curious to see where, where people are leaning towards when it comes to Edmonton and Toronto, two perennial underachievers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I understand, Darren. Davy Keon's out. So they won't have Toronto. Will not have Davy Keon. But I hear Sittler, <laughs> I, I hear Sittler's yeah. right around the corner. Is that right, Daryl Sittler? Beautiful. I love that. Well, they do have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, and they form one of the top lines in the league. But I don't really know how you can uh, back Toronto. They haven't won a championship series in 17 years, or check that a playoff series. They are, however, a prohibitive favorite, minus 275 against Montreal. Gives them a 76% chance. Those two teams haven't even played since in, in 40 years, and I don't think Guy Lafleur is walking through that door anytime soon. So the bottom line is I expect Toronto to win that series, but I think they'll both be out quickly after that. When you look to Edmonton and Winnipeg, man, I really like this Edmonton team. Connor McDavid, they need to find a higher league for him. 104 points in a 56-game series. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? You know, and, and I, I can't pronounce the other guy. Is it Leon Drastatol? Is that how do you pronounce that guy? Drysaddle. Is that is that what it is? I got the Leon part right. He had eighty three <laughs> points. I mean, that, you talk about a lot of firepower. I think McDavid is a lock for the Hart Trophy. I look for Edmonton to get past Winnipeg. They're minus one eighty six, which gives them a sixty one percent chance, and we'll go from there. You okay if we keep picking your brain for a couple more minutes? Oh, please. All right. Uh, Bernie Ferrado is with us on the VGK Insider Show from straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Here's uh, Ryan. You know, Bernie, an exercise that Darren had me go through the other day was to take a look at the 16 teams that are in the playoffs right now, and he wanted me to answer him this question. What team has no chance? Like, what team doesn't have any real avenue to getting to a Stanley Cup final or winning a Stanley Cup, based on what you're seeing, based on where the money is, based on where the lines are, do you have a team that you look at and say, okay, we know that this is hockey, bounces happen, anything can happen, but this team has no shot? I say the St. Louis Blues, and uh, Lord will forgive me, I'll go to confession. Uh, I know they won the Stanley Cup two years ago, but look, they're a shell of what they used to be. They would have to... They would have to step over the Colorado Avalanche and most likely the Vegas Golden Knights in back-to-back series. And even if they were to do that, you know, Red Berenson can come back and score six goals every game. I don't think they're going to do it. I, I think the St. Louis Blues have no shot. Do you have your record book and guide out 
pulling all these names from from each uh, franchise. Six years of high school foot, <laughs> football without a helmet. I, I, I'm like you guys. I love hockey. I, I covered it for many years in Detroit, and, and you know, I got to witness Scotty Bowman, a guy who won nine Stanley Cups with three different teams and three different areas. And he didn't, you know, three different goalies in Detroit: Mike Vernon and Chris Osgood and, and Dominic Hasek. And team, you know, you you kind of know going in. You really do. Now upsets can happen. And in the last couple of years, Vegas has been on the wrong side. It's just a couple of oddball situations. I don't think anybody benefited from the bubble. And they, you know, had the situation three year, two years ago with the San Jose Sharks. We don't need to bring that up. I think the hockey guys owe them one. Uh, I think they need to get up. They need to get out. These first two series could take a lot out of them. And that's another thing. Uh, I saw the Colorado Avalanche and Mark Crawford do that to the Red Wings in the mid-90s with Claude Lemieux and that group. Mm-hmm. Even if the Red Wings got past them, they had nothing left going to the next series. We've got to watch out for that as well because this is a fairly wide-open tournament, although, honest to God, guys, I do only think there are seven teams that can win it. Right now, uh, the, the Avs are the favorite at plus 450. VGK is right behind them at plus 550. The Maple Leafs are 6-1. to one. The Carolina Panthers, who a lot of pro betters I know like a lot, they're 7-1. to one. Tampa Bay seven to one, Boston's ten to one, and then I only mentioned Minnesota because we're playing them. They're twenty two to one, but I really only think six teams could win this tournament. Carolina gets respect from the professional betters, but I think still gets overlooked by the fan, the casual better. I think so because it's a lack of familiarity. Yeah, and I think it's a lack of look. Carolina has a great power play, right? I mean, there if you watch them play. They're always generating scoring chances from very high-danger areas like the slot and the crease, and that gives them an edge almost going into any series, and they are a big favorite over Nashville. But when you look at the Carolina, you know they don't, they don't have the sexy players, the Austin Matthews, the Kaprizovs, et cetera. They're just grinders. they got plumbers and pipe fitters, and they're, they're alive. And I, I think you know they don't have the firepower to win in this man's NHL, but they're going to be a tough out. Yeah, if you put them in Tampa Bay sweaters, you'd you'd get a lot more respect. That's my opinion. Uh, Con Smythe Trophy, uh, who do you like, and uh, where are you on that? Well, I I think Mark Stone has an outstanding chance, especially if the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup. But uh, the betting markets are saying Nathan McKinnon. I think it's a toss up between those two, Nathan McKinnon or uh, or uh, Mark Stone. Uh, I'm going to break one of our uh, our hard and fast rules. I'm going to bring Chris Chapman in before his his Oof. own segment at the end of the show. We give him his own segment, Bernie, uh, to stop him from talking during the actual program. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna bring Chapman in for a little bit of. Uh, well, we don't know what's going to happen now. <laughs> Let's do it. What, what 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 are you bringing me in for? Well, you got to have something to ask Bernie. You got to have some kind of question, <laughs> you don't, have a question? don't you? <laughs> Come on. Well, I mean, he answered a bunch a bunch of questions. I, I guess the, the, to me, I, I'm, I'm on board with the fact that St. Louis is is he's got no chance. He says they got no chance because that's who I said had no chance. But uh, I, I I I guess is is there is there a team that kind of jumps off at you as being totally undervalued in this thing? Good question. Yeah, no, that that's that's a very good question because look, there are always there are always upsets, right? Watch St. Louis make a liar out of me. I, I don't know when I watched Colorado the last week and a half, I just I just can't see it. Um, the Washington Capitals, because of what the betting line is, and because of their DNA, 
they might do something crazy. Uh, they they could upset Boston. I don't know how, but it's possible. Look, just two years ago, we saw the number eight seed Columbus Blue Jackets not only beat the number one seed Tampa Bay Lightning, but they swept them in four. And that's the beauty of hockey. I mean, in the NBA, you know, something like that never really happens, right? And so I think you could have a weird situation where maybe a St. Louis something crazy happens, maybe a Washington Capitals something crazy happens. Because of the way we've, you know, we had a 56-game schedule, you played the same team eight times instead of three times like you normally do, and there's so much familiarity with the teams you've already played. I just can't see that many surprises this year, and it's really showing up, as it were, in the betting markets. So, you know, maybe Joel Quenville's got something up his sleeve. Tampa Bay has a tendency to cough it up in the playoffs. The Florida Panthers, not a great team, but, you know, you never know what can happen. This is the Stanley Cup playoffs. We just want to loop back to uh, the Vegas-Minnesota series. Uh, game number one, uh, do you have numbers on, on Sunday and, and where they are? Those, uh, Darren, those won't be released until okay. after game one is complete. Okay. Uh, the game, the game one opened up as uh, minus one eighty five Golden Knights, and the over under in the amount of goals was five and a half. Ooh. And if a gun to my head, I would probably lean over. I would say, depending on the score of the game, depending on who wins, I you know, it, should Minnesota steal game one, you'll see Vegas as a prohibitive favorite in game two. Probably the same, maybe a little higher, and I think you'll see the total at five and a half as well. But unfortunately, that won't be released until after the game is played, probably sometime early evening. And we, you know, they face off uh, Sunday at noon, and so I, I'm guessing early evening Sunday night you'll you'll see them. So see five, five and a half. Uh, that that's a tough call. I'm I think I I think I might go under <laughs> on, on that one. Just looking at it without without all the uh, the knowledge. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about before we let you go is you said you just dropped a, a line where you don't bet game number one uh, in in a series. Like, is that a long, hard and fast rule for you? Or when did when did you decide to pick up on that kind of strategy? Uh, when I got burned several times in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> so many times the Red Wings would take the ice. Look, I saw it in 2004, Arter Zerbe. I saw it in 1994 with Nikolai Hobby Bulin. When two teams get together, uh, as you guys well know, the, there's nothing like the energy inside of the arena in a Stanley Cup final game. It's completely indescribable because I've covered them all. I've covered the NBA Finals, the World Series, and I've covered two Super Bowls. There's nothing like the, uh, the energy and emotion in a Stanley Cup game. So in a first game, when they're dropping the puck, and all of a sudden these are elimination games now, there's just too many unknowns. And, for instance, if I were to bet the game – uh, Sunday, which I have not. Okay, we believe Ryan Reeves is going to play, and I think that's going to matter. I'm just waiting for him to crash into Matt Dumba and watch Matt Dumba lose his temper, and that could set the tone for the whole series, right? Get just get Minnesota off their game just a little bit. What if Ryan Reeves isn't 100? percent Yeah, you see, so you just you ask a really good question. It's it's a personal sort of a strategy of mine. Until I see what happens in Game One, uh, I don't like to really dive in too much. Hockey's tough to bet. Uh, it's 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 not like football where you can lay uh, six points. Uh, the Buffalo Bills can lay six points to Pittsburgh, and if if you've got Pittsburgh, you don't have to win the game. You just lose by less than six. Hockey, you got to win the game. Uh, Ryan, last one to you. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think that 
you know, for me, just in terms of trying to figure out uh, where where value is and what teams are are, are looking strong, I, I, I find it interesting, Bernie, that you say that you, you've got about six teams, right, that you think are, are yeah. really have a chance to, to go deep and, and have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. And how how unique is it for you to have six teams and two of which are in the same division? I think it's typical because remember in this gauntlet, you've got to win four seven game series over a two month period. And it's all about attrition. I really think the only two that can win out here are Colorado and BGK. Then on the other side of the map, You've got Toronto, Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Boston. I look at star power. I look at coaching. I look at goaltending. I look at their DNA and who is likely to be able to step up big when it matters most. And there have just been certain players around the league. I remember Detroit, when Joe Sackett had it going, they just couldn't stop him. He just would continually come up with big games. And you know what? I suppose, I don't know how old Sidney Crosby is. He's got to be, what, 63 years old now, Darren? Yeah. I mean, he was amazing in that series in 2009 against Detroit. He's still got every tool in his box. He's a guy that can steal a game by himself. And by the way, I do expect Pittsburgh to get past the Islanders. However, I don't think they'll go very far after that. So when I to answer your question directly, Ryan, when I make that decision, or I sort of make that, you know, I, I discern which of these six can win it, it's more about who do you trust that can actually possibly win four seven-game series over a two-month period. I look at coaching, I look at goaltending, I look at star power, I look at their DNA. Uh, are you uh, testing or tempting the racing gods if you put money on Medina Spirit tomorrow? Just feels like bad karma. <laughs> he did pay. I understand he changed his name to Jose Canseco. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Ah, that's the best you know, line Darren, of the day. He is a nine to five favorite. By the way, Bob Baffert actually has two horses in the race tomorrow. No, I, I, I think uh, you might. That horse ran its tail off last week, and this whole thing is so convoluted. Uh, you know, again, you you try to you you make the best decision you can. Horse racing is not my bag, and you know the words of Milton Berle. I'm going to the track tomorrow. Hope I break even. I could use the money, <laughs> but I think when you got other eighteen other horses trying to win the race. But Medina is probably as solid as any. Last I checked, he was a nine to five favorite, so he's right there among the favorites. Uh, passed the, yeah, passed the test as well. Uh, you were uh, you were awesome today. Can we lean on you at uh, certain points during the Stanley Cup playoffs? No, it'd be my pleasure. I, I listen to the show. I enjoy the show. You guys do you guys do a nice job. You have a lot of fun with it, and uh, we really are a hockey town now, and it's special to live in a hockey town. And I say that from experience because I spent seventeen great years in Detroit. And, uh, you know, we don't have to shovel snow here, but what the heck, it's still a hockey town. That's great. You know, you and I have been in the same arena a few times. We just didn't know it, so this is good. We're connecting. I believe so. Uh, I believe so. Uh, guaranteed. Uh, and listening to your stories, uh, guaranteed. Uh, thank you, Bernie. I really appreciate it. We'll be in touch. Keep up uh, the great work, pal. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. Let's uh, let's enjoy this. This is going to be a lot of fun. You bet. And best uh, to you guys. Enjoy Sunday. Game number one between the Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild coming up on Sunday at noon at T-Mobile Arena. That is an NBC national game. So uh, won't be uh, on AT&T Sports on the television side. Uh, we do have it on the... Fox Sports Las Vegas and the Vegas Golden Knights are a radio network. Uh, that's going to happen. And the Henderson Silver Knights will play at 5 o'clock. That game's been moved Sunday back to 5 o'clock to avoid any conflict. You can enjoy both of them. Uh, we'll take a break, come back with one-timers on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
Gone to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Let's go around the National Hockey League with news and notes. But before we do that, uh, a chance to potentially go to a VGK playoff game. We're, let's uh, let's shake that out, Ryan Wallace. All right. Uh, thanks to Porta Subs, we are going to qualify two winners right now. Callers number seven and eight. You will win a Golden Knights hat, a two-foot Porta Subs, and you'll qualify to win a pair of tickets to game two Tuesday night as the Vegas Golden Knights play the Minnesota Wild. 702-876-1340 is the number. That's callers number 7 and 8. You'll qualify for a chance to win tickets to Game 2 Tuesday night thanks to Portisubs. That is awesome. Uh, we got some news coming out of Los Angeles where Drew Doughty says uh, he's running out of time to make another run of the Stanley Cup and they need some, some help. Uh, a couple of interesting quotes out of this that get your attention, but uh, he does say that they have to make something happen, have to bring in some players. Uh, I like that from a veteran player, pushing management mm-hmm. to make uh, decisions to compete sooner than later, maybe pushing up the plan. Yeah, I mean, if you're Drew Doughty, you don't want to lose, right? You, you want to keep winning, especially when you've won before. Like when you've won a Stanley Cup, you don't, you're not satisfied with one or two. You want the third. You want the fourth. So, uh, I don't like. I'm not surprised that that's the sentiment from Drew Doughty. We we know how competitive he is. We know how much he wants to win. Um, so yeah, there there he is, Drew Doughty, essentially saying, bring in more players. We need to get better and we need to be competitive right now. Uh, he uh, goes on to say that uh, all the individual players need to get better over the summer, stuff like that. But as a team, we just need to be better and get better. That's not just on the players. Hmm. My other favorite quote from it is, uh, me, Kopi, Quickie, Brownie, we're all getting older. We had, I thought, phenomenal seasons, but we're running out of time. You've got two of the best players at the position, and it's in brackets who he's talking about, and it's Kopitar and Dowdy. I don't know whether that's actually who he's inferring to, but if it is, that he's talking about himself, <laughs> which which I thought uh, is 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 beautiful and wonderful, Drew Doughty, and uh, and we can't uh, thank him enough for those quotes. I, I'm a big Drew Doughty fan and love it every time he uh, he gets busy with the with the quotes. Uh, we are talking about uh, Hornquist and Bennett to play game number one for the Florida Panthers. That's a big. Uh, Sam Bennett has been phenomenal for the Florida Panthers down the stretch since being acquired from the Calgary Flames. And Patrick Hornquist uh, is going to give that team a little bit of belief uh, when it goes up against the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in the uh, in that first round. Yeah, I mean, y- y- you bring in a player like Patrick Hornquist for, for this very reason. He knows how to win in the playoffs. He's done it his entire career, and he can be an absolute thorn in the side of the best players the Tampa Bay Lightning have. If you're Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, uh, Braden Point, you're going to get a heavy dose of Patrick Hornquist, and it's not going to be fun to play against. Tristan Jari expected to play for the Penguins in game number one against the New York Islanders. Didn't play in the season finale. Says he's feeling good. Uh, Casey DeSmith left practice with an apparent injury on Friday after making a save, so we're not totally sure who the backup is uh, for the opener. Could be DeSmith or Max Legacy. 
who you guys uh, know very well uh, from that original uh, Misfits here with the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tristan Jari uh, going to be the man, uh, the goaltender, and he had a rocky. They all had a rocky start in that Penguins crease. Yeah. So credit to to settling things down and getting through that, and then ending up with a very competent regular season. Yeah, I, I would say so. Division title, certainly mm-hmm. competent there. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was a team that, that certainly had their, their speed wobbles early in the season. But, you know, as, as we've pointed out, you don't bet against Sidney Crosby, and you certainly don't bet against Sidney Crosby when he's got to carry the majority of the load with Yevgeny Malkin out. And, and it's no surprise that Crosby put in the type of year that he did when the Penguins needed him to be above and beyond what he's been over the last couple of seasons. Quick one-timer. Who's a bigger surprise in your mind as a division winner, Carolina or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Yeah. Changed managers in the middle of the year, too. Remember that? Like, it just, no Malkin. It felt like at times they were dealing with with distraction after distraction, and then the end end the season as the, the number one seed in the division. A little, little strange how uh, how that happens. Like, it's hard to to really take the first part of the year and that middle part when they changed managers and brought in uh, Brian Burke and, and Ron Hextall to being the number one seed and facing the New York Islanders at the start of the year. I would have said the Islanders would have finished first, and it would have been Pittsburgh scratching and clawing to get into the playoffs. I I feel like the hockey gods just think it might be really funny to see Ron Hextall win a Stanley Cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of those tie-ins as like former Flyers that do things with <laughs> Pittsburgh. I they they pop up all over the place, and I didn't realize it was that big of a thing. I should because two Pennsylvania teams and two rivals, but it's an ongoing thing. You do anything uh, as a Flyer or a Penguin if you if you cross over, like Rick Tockett, right? Uh, played Flyers, then uh, went over and won a Stanley Cup uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins as a player, and then uh, ended up winning the uh, the Stanley Cup uh, uh, as an assistant coach with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Connor McDavid will not sit out the final regular season game for the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow. Oh boy! What do you think of that? Oh boy. Okay, so I I I mean, listen, if Connor McDavid wants to play, I, I'm gonna have. Like I'm gonna have a hard time telling him no, but you've already accomplished what you needed to accomplish this year, right? Like whether you finish the season with 107 points or 104 points, it's still remarkable. It's still better than anybody expected you to get, and the risk that you could get hurt in that game—it's just too great. I would sit him. I would explain very clearly why I'm sitting him, and. If he complained or, or didn't want to or just wanted to go out and play, I'd say, listen, Connor, you healthy is more important in the playoffs than you playing this game, getting another couple of points, and it being the difference between 104 or 107. Come on. Mm. Sit Maybe, out. How many points do you think he's looking to get to in that last game? Oh, I think it, it, he's got 104, so I think he's looking for six. Like yeah, I think yeah. he wants to make it 110. Nice, nice round number. Or he could go full yep. Daryl Sittler and throw throw a ten on the board, big moose, big rack. Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, you know what made swing the vibe is Paul Stastny playing for the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Took a hit in the corner, went to the dressing room. I don't know yep. whether he's come back yet, but just that kind of thing 
might just go, okay, that's, uh, you know, we were going to play Connor, but uh, let's just uh, come to our, our senses here. Uh, Colorado Avalanche will play the St. Louis Blues. We know that. President's Trophy winners. Avalanche, I saw in the broadcast last night, they won like 22 different division titles. And what I mean by that, like under division, different division names. Like the Northeast yes. and the, the West and the, the Central. Like all these different uh, division names are going back to their days with the Quebec Nordique. I thought that was uh, that was unique, Adams. Uh, but uh, the St. Louis Blues are the opposition, and Ryan O'Reilly says, we're going to beat them. Uh, it was part of yep. a longer uh, quote, but we're going to beat them. <laughs> is, is that headline-making news? Uh, no, I, I don't think it is. I, I mean, I think it is more so probably for St. Louis and the St. Louis media, but I and maybe maybe the Colorado media, but inside the room in terms of the Colorado Avalanche, I don't think that they're focused much on what Ryan O'Reilly says. I understand the comments from O'Reilly's perspective because if St. Louis does it, then he's he's a fantastic leader. That's what you want your captain to do. If they don't, it was you know just a way for O'Reilly to kind of rile up his troops and get them ready to go uh, in a in a series where they're a bit overmatched against Colorado. Like I understand it from that perspective, but I don't think Nathan McKinnon and the Colorado Avalanche are losing any sleep over it or concerned about Ryan O'Reilly saying they're gonna, that the Blues are going to come in and beat the Avalanche. So is he saying it more to inspire his own team if he's not going to get under the skin or rankle the Colorado Avalanche? I think so. I mean, I, I think that that's what you look to your captain to do, right? To, to inspire um, that the room that they can go in and, and do this. And this isn't a team that, that has shied away from going into impossible situations and coming out on the other side. I love the comments from O'Reilly. I, I like what it's going to do to the room. I just don't think that the Avalanche are going to pay too much attention to it because they believe if they play their game and they don't let other distractions enter the room, they have a good chance of, of winning the whole thing. Predictions coming up for Game 1. Vegas Golden Knights, Minnesota Wild, uh, as we uh, turn the page. Those are your one-timers for this Friday, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Gerard Glenn had an interview with the New York Rangers for their vacancy today. He is uh, on a plane this weekend to Riga, Latvia. Uh, Team Canada actually meeting in New Jersey and then flying by a charter over to the World Hockey Championship. So he was uh, in the uh, in the area and not just because he was in the area that he had the interview, but uh, took the opportunity <laughs> to do that. And uh, sounds like it uh, it went pretty well as we catch up with uh, Chapman. Oh, we're going to do this now. Yeah, well, let's I am, do this right now, man. I am going to be a very unpopular person here in Las Vegas because I'm a UNLV grad. However, I'm going to give serious props to a athlete that plays at the rival school of UNLV. And that, of course, would be the school up north, UNR, Reno, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but Tyler Bosetti is a baseball player at that school, and he's done something pretty damn impressive, and I have to make mention of just how cool it is. He set the NCAA record, which dated back to 1957, for the most consecutive games with a home run. He has hit a home run in nine straight baseball games, including a couple against UNLV this past weekend. He broke the record on Tuesday as... 
The Wolfpack played Arizona State, a game they lost 14-11. to He has an opportunity to keep that streak going as they have a couple of games against Fresno State starting tomorrow, a doubleheader, and then they wrap up against the Bulldogs on Sunday. So Tyler Bosetti, nine consecutive games with a home run. He actually has 10 home runs overall during those nine games, but uh, that is a pretty cool stat. And it's unfortunate that he plays for that other school. Can we can we respond to this now? But but it's cool. Can we respond now? Go ahead. Okay. This happened Tuesday. Yes. What were you doing Wednesday, Thursday? Like why didn't you talk? Well, about I had other, that? I had other stuff to talk about. Oh, when... so you pushed stuff back? Well, I mean, it, he. But the point is, he can extend the streak oh, tomorrow. Oh, it's relevant oh, because they oh, play tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Brian. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I I really thought like it was going to be more than nine games. Uh, Do you know at, how hard it is to hit a home run? Were any of the home runs were any of the home runs inside the Parkers? Care. No, no, no. Because that's impressive. Not to my knowledge. Like you throw one inside the Parker. Yeah. Well, Ichiro did it in an All Star game. That was that was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, you didn't mention that on catching up with Chapman. No. Well, well, that was also multiple many many years ago for yeah, Ichiro. Well, I'm just it, so. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> There's a catching hey, up with Chapman, Chapman. Which which former Golden Knight hit an inside the park home run? Was it Ryan Reeves? No. No. I don't remember. I know it was at that charity softball game. I can't remember who did yeah. it. Oh, this no, is an actual right. thing? That's all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When, when, it, was, when, it was Eric Collins. It was right. It was Eric Collins. Oh. Yeah. It was Eric Collins. But didn't he say which former Golden Knight hit an inside the Parker? And then you said Ryan Reeves? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's still on the team, he isn't he? I, I, I missed the former part. Yes. I thought I, I thought he just said which Golden Knight. Okay. What's going to happen on Sunday? What do, we, what do we think? Like, line up. Is still, we don't really know who's in uh, coming back from injury. Does that, how much does that sway your um, opinion about Sunday, Ryan? Uh, so, I mean, I, I, it sways it a lot. Like, I'd love to know who is in uh, the, the lineup for the Golden Knights. I want to know who's coming back. I seem to believe Ryan Reeves will be in the lineup for the Golden Knights. Uh, question marks on Max Pacioretty, question marks on Alec Martinez. Those are, are big, big key players. And also Tomas Nosek, whether or not he'll be healthy and ready to go too. So um, it sways it for me, but I'm not predicting an outcome. I, 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 can't, I don't have a read right now on an outcome. I do have a read on oh. something. I do have a read on something. It is going to be an overtime game. I'm just telling you right now, getting it out of the way. It's a noon start. Of course, it's going to overtime. Ooh, yeah. Well, that, it should. Let's get it. Let's start it off at the bank. I love, I love early series overtime games that just yep. kind of just yep. pile everything up and 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 get going. Why don't uh, Why don't you have a gut feeling on, on game number one? Surprises uh, me. I I just don't. I just don't right now. I, I don't know. Like I, I typically don't get a, a real good read or, or a feeling on a game until I'm I'm kind of there, right? Like I, I think that that's kind of a, a fair. Uh, a f- it's fair for me to to reserve that right. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll wake up Sunday morning, and I'll likely have a feel on what I think is going to happen that day. Uh, where are you, Chapman, for Sunday? Not in a good place. <laughs> Uh, Are you talking about like just generally or or are you talking about the game? It's Sunday morning. So, I mean, okay. I've got two nights to recover from. No, I think he's just talking about he's going on a bender on Saturday. So he's not expecting to be in a good place on Sunday. I I have a bad feeling. I really do. I, I just, 
Really? I know you guys say the regular season doesn't mean anything. Look, you've played eight games against this team. I think it does. You won mean three something. of them, and you've you haven't won five of them. So and one you should have you should have won. Well, should have doesn't count. We're not we're not giving out participation trophies. I'm talking about your gut feeling my here, gut, and, and now you're is, giving me like my, my gut mandates. Is, you, my this, gut feeling is they lose. Wow. Well, I disagree with you on that. I think it's an eight-one win. For the Golden Knights, I'm, I'm, wow. going, I'm going I hope hard. You're right. I hope you're right. Wow, going hard. That's what that's what I'm saying. Uh, Wallace is going overtime, and then we've got uh, the curmudgeon in in Chris Chapman. But you but you brought Bernie on the show today, so you get high praise for that. If you missed uh, Pete DeBoer, who led off the show, it feels like nine hours ago that we talked to Pete DeBoer. Uh, check it out on the podcast. Uh, enjoy the weekend. 11 a.m. is the pregame show Sunday morning. With Ryan Wallace ahead of Game 1 against the Minnesota Wild.